What's up, everybody? Talk too much. MMA number 28. Another week, another dollar. Number 28. Adrian Peterson, the greatest running back in Minnesota Vikings history. Second greatest. Second Whatever. Greatest. So what's up, guys? I'm Andrew. Joking. It was the, he's the greatest. I'm just going to I'm here up. with my boy, Cena, and we have a whole bunch of UFC shit to talk about. UFC 244. Uh, real quick, before we hop into the show, I just wanted to say, hey, Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thank and you so much. Yeah, yeah, and second off, tell a friend. We're a small show, and the only way we grow is if you tell people. So if you tell two people, and they tell two people, and they tell two people, we'll be a big show in no time, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and we're not boring, are we? No, we're, we're a good time. Yeah, we're, we're a, a good time. time. Don't say it like that, because you're going to get weird thoughts. <laughs> so, UFC 244. Let's start at the top, baby. Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz. Uh, I do believe uh, you had Jorge, right, Andrew? You no. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remind everybody. I, unfortunately, had Mr. Nathan Diaz. And due to a doctor stoppage after the third round, uh, it was declared that Jorge Masvidal was indeed the baddest motherfucker. Right, because if the doctor didn't stop it, he would have lost, right? No, I'm not saying that, but... No, Jorge was piecing him up. I want to hear he you say He looked good. It. No, Jorge looked a lot better than Nate. Thank you. I'll give it up. He looked like the baddest motherfucker that night. Okay, well, I, I wouldn't say he looked like the baddest motherfucker out of them two. I personally thought this was, I mean, I thought this was a career-building fight for him. I thought it was an easy fight. If you noticed, no offense, I do like respect Nate. I don't want to disrespect him. I know you like him, and JD likes him too. Um, but... I will say this. I thought this was a very easy fight for Jorge. It just doesn't make sense for him to take any other fight but the rematch. Um, lowest injury as possible. Equal payday to any other fight you've been offered. Um, and again, just in, in my opinion, a, an easy, easier fight than the rest of the fights um, that were offered to him. Like, he looked really good. Um, right? So the, the doctor stoppage. The doctor stoppage. Was it a good stoppage? Should the doc should have ended the fight in that moment? I mean, I wasn't necessarily mad about it, but no, it wasn't a good stoppage. I know you agree with me. It was not a good stoppage. He had the same cut his previous fight, Andrew. He had this exact same cut. You said it was bullshit on Twitter, too, right after Yeah, I was. I was pretty heated after, yeah, after yeah. it all happened. So I, let's I won't not lie. Stop, I won't I know lie. You, huh. But What'd you, right, think, you gotta, you gotta kind of, you kind of have to defer to the doctor. And I like, do, right, I do. The doctor said it, the fight was over, so the fight's over, and I can't can't hate but no, no, i really you can't you can't but at the same time right if that fights in you or in vegas where a different commission different doctors are in there where we know what it is in vegas no we're dude, used to the no, ufc here in town not new york so maybe if it's in vegas not new york that fight goes into a fourth fifth round and that's an interesting i mean that's that's a whole other conversation but i mean jorge still looks so damn good like, I, I will i will say this um i thought nate something was wrong with nate's leg I think he's usually a flat-footed fighter, but he really couldn't get any elevation off one of his legs the whole fight. I think he was hiding an injury. He said he was. He did, he did talk about that. But he yeah. always makes an excuse, but this time I actually noticed it. Um, I do think Jorge's gas tank is impeccable. I wanted to see because that's my – he says he has the best gas tank in the division. I want to see him. There's no indication that he was slowing down going into those fourth yeah, and fifth I agree rounds. With There's you. no indication I whatsoever. So. Um, I do say this, though, and don't you think that cut looked the exact same as his previous fight? I guess you so already – it is the, the same commission. cut. It is the exact same cut from that last fight. Like there was uh, MMA I, a fighting picture, yeah. posted that picture comparison, and it is that same fight that Pettis gave him in the last um, fight. So do you think – so my thing is – I kind of agree with you. If I didn't really, I was trying to find ways to counterpoint what you were saying. But real talk, 
if this fight was in Vegas, that fight, there's no question it would have kept going. Yeah, they would have kept it going. There would no even the doctor wouldn't even cared. I think that the state of New York's very, very like nervous and tense with this UFC situation. It's brand new for them. So they're like, let's ease into it. We're not just gonna give you those crazy bloody fights. You know what right. I mean? So I mean I'm not, I'm not too mad about it, but what do you think's next for both these guys? Nate Diaz is gonna hang out, wait for somebody to call him out, wait until he gets the most amount of money he can, and then he's gonna fight some but maybe Connor, who knows? But right, Jorge, where does Jorge go? Does he sit around, wait for Marty Snoozman and Colby Borington to fight, get a belt, unify welterweight BMF belt? Stop, stop. The BMF belt needs to die. That <laughs> needs to die. I'm so tired of the BMF. I saw that belt. They actually made it for him and had The Rock bring it. I was so heated. I was like, bro, I, I watched the WWE like 12 years ago. I'm done with this. Right. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, though. So the way I was looking at Jorge's options, right? Sure. He's probably the most entertaining fighter right now. One of the biggest fighters on that roster. Yeah, no question. Name-wise. Yeah, so no you have question. three options. You said it best. Colby or Kamaru winner. Yeah. That's yeah. the ideal. That's the way. That's the fight that should happen for him. Sure. That should but we also have to take into account the entertainment aspect of this promotion. And the fight that I want to see is Mr. Conor McGregor. Of course, that's the fight everybody wants that's to see. That's the fight everybody wants to see. Because right. Conor McGregor took to Twitter and said, hey, Burger King, at Burger King, I need that three-piece combo of soda with loads of salt, please. Salt and butter. I don't know what the butter was there for. but <laughs> I think it was salt and vinegar, not butter. It was salt, salt and, and vinegar. vinegar. So I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Connor or Jorge Masvidal? I'm firm in my opinion that Jorge Masvidal pieces up Connor McGregor. Wouldn't say pieces up, but go ahead. No, I'm firm in my statement that Jorge Masvidal pieces up Connor McGregor. He's too quick, too dynamic with his hands and feet. Whoa. You're talking about one of the best stand up fighters of all time, though. You know he is. You can't hate him. His, you can't deny the man. His, I'm not going to sit here and say he's one of the best fighters of all time, but if, in terms of what he's good at, his bread and butter got him here. I don't think, I think personally, if you watch the Nate Diaz, this is why I agree with you. Unfortunately, I really don't want to agree with you of how you said that. You pissed me off. You said, I firmly stand by. Connor's going to get his ass whooped. <laughs> he will, yeah. unfortunately. It's not a good fight. Jorge's bigger than him, but quite frankly, I don't. Jorge, the thing about it is Connor pieced up Nate Diaz. They both did, but Connor's gas tank ran out. If he runs out against Jorge, he's going to get knocked out. However, I do think this in that first round, Jorge, like the way he likes to engage, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. That first round, Jorge, we'll see Jorge's chin because Jorge's going to get cut. Jorge's going to eat shots. because Jorge takes shots, no question. Not even that, though. He does. That's one thing I've noticed. But against Conor McGregor, dude, I'm telling you right now, like I'm not saying he's – that first round when Conor has cardio is not going to be a good round for Jorge on the feet. But I'm telling you also, I agree with Jorge's bigger, and it just he's impressing me, bro. This dude's lethal. Yeah, dude. He's really knocking out anybody at any second. So – his combos looked so good in that fight. Yes. His combinations, the way he was piecing up his hands to his feet, to his He's elbows, quick. to breaking the elbows off the clinch. It was, it was fantastic to He's watch. so quick, and I didn't even know he'd be willing to engage with Nate on the ground like that. Like, he was willing to yeah, get his guard. Yeah, game what'd you, what'd you think of that? Wait, what'd you, yeah, what'd you think of that? What, didn't you think it was stupid of him to willingly engage with Nate Diaz and his guard? I think it was just willingness to show, like, hey, I'm not backing down at any point in this fight at any like anywhere this fight's going, I'm gonna be right there on top. Push Do you think pressure, Jorge pressure, can pressure. beat Kamaru or Colby? So, right, yes. First off, yes. Who? Uh, Who? Either one. The... Either one. Either one. Right. I You're think... saying that he could beat him on any night, or he's a better fighter. You take him to beat him. No, I take him to beat either one of them. Either one of them. I think Jorge smokes either one of them. Yeah, I'll come out that and say I'll say that. I don't think that's that crazy of an opinion. 
Why? <laughs> Why? I, I think he's getting torched by either of them. I don't think he has a good I, don't, match. I mean, I think they're going to wrestle him and try to yeah, take him down to the division. That's not torching, by the way. That's not torching. Why that's, is it not? That's a controlled pace, little wrestler strategy. Torching is dominating a fight, in my opinion. Torching doing what right. baddest motherfucker yeah, 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 yeah. does. Okay, fair. He's bad, but the, my thing, I don't... I don't like the bad motherfuckers because the bad motherfuckers have holes in their games. Yeah, but also this is prize fighting. People want to watch the baddest motherfucker. That's why The Rock was there. As much as neither of us didn't particularly care for it, but people tuned into this fight. I agree, but my thing is I fully agree with you. But unfortunately, that is such a like outlier instance like guys like jorge masvidal and conor mcgregor are outliers where you don't need that belt to get this sure. money because your your mouth 100 100 you know the championships champions get paid a lot of money now i love jorge now you know i'm jorge's biggest fan dude i don't know how he's going to be colby covington or kamaru i think colby's insane i think kamaru's i think they're the two best welterweights out well right let's talk about in a rational world right jorge's yeah. next fight is leon edwards who's number four in the division and i that's want a, it to be and that's a title limited and win, yeah that's it's not going to happen but that fight should happen and then that winner of that should get the colby uh kamaru oh you're saying like jorge needs another fight before a title shot no i'm just saying in a rational world that's that's what makes sense that's what makes sense if we're talking about who i would say the most, jorge should hold out for a title shot next i don't what you know like i do think that leon edwards should have fight should have happened but i think that leon edwards should have happened this last fight i don't think he should have fought nate diaz but you know you but write the name the name. making way more money so good for him hell yeah um, and honestly if you look at his year we're gonna by the way we're not gonna reveal this now we will have our show we're most excited for end of the year awards hell yeah uh, is he a big fight hell of the year yeah. candidate for you oh 100 percent. he has He's to right be he there. might he, he might be. be the guy like to go from knocking out till yeah. Askren to Nate Diaz in a calendar year. It's incredible. It's an incredible run. Did you you, have, see to, you have to have that conversation. Did you see the rumor what that he rumor? said? He said his hands fucked up, so they'd have to pay him a lot. But if someone pulls out next month, he said he's 100% there. He said he's one. He said he wants to fight 244, 245. What a bad motherfucker. I mean, that's all you can say, I feel like. I have Just to a admit bad motherfucker. Um, Did you see? But you weren't. You, I had a feeling you knew Jorge was better than Nate, but you were a loyal guy to your, your homie Nate. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. I'm a Vikings fan. I, I talk, I shout out the Vikings at the beginning of the show. I'm loyal to a fault, even uh-huh. if my better judgment may yeah, not yeah. lean totally what my heart feels. Uh-huh. I, I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. What do you think, Nate? Nate, D, what do you do with Nate Diaz if you're Dana White, though? That's my thing. <sighs> you wait for him to call you and tell <laughs> yeah, him what yeah, he wants to do. Let him right? smoke like, himself out. <laughs> I mean, you, there's a lot of interesting matchups for D- Diaz, but right, I don't know if he necessarily thinks any of those matchups are gonna move the needle like the way this Jorge fight does. If they, Connor loses his next fight, it should be a Connor versus Nate rematch. Maybe. I mean, also, we just completely—I can't believe you even mentioned this, right? Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, too. That should be the next fight for Nate Diaz in a perfect world. But Dana I'm White said not, he's not doing that fight, which I understand. I don't. Right? It, there's controversy because of the doctor stoppage, but. Like we said, Jorge was pretty dominant throughout that entire yeah, fight. Yeah, that's that that's my thing, and and it's also I would like to see Nate Diaz get a win. I was very impressed with his win over Anthony Pettis. Um, I would like to see Nate Diaz like really don't throw him to the wolves. Like let him work his way right. back, let his leg heal up, let him get back into like two three fights under his belt. I want to see them build this guy up. But, but I'm not sure he's interested in being built up though. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I just 
He's just in there for the big fights. He's huh? an outlier. Like you put it best. He's just an outlier. Where you get to play with him wherever he wants to do, it works out nicely. But you he's don't honestly get a, just there to get the company money. Yeah, you don't get to necessarily put him through the rankings like you yeah. get to with like a Kamar Usman who climbed his way all the way up to the top before he was a. Champion. But I, do you think you? That's kind of fucked up to other fighters though, because guys like Nate Diaz. Yeah, of course. It's get two up. wins in a row, they get a title the world, shot. That's the way the world works. Sorry, this is prize fighting. This isn't a true sport. That's the way the world works. You said it best. You really Sorry. Did. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next fight, the co-main event. Really quickly, before we move on, we do owe your brother some. Let's shout him out real quick. Oh, well, this is also in part with his next one, right? So on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at talk or T2MMA. 2MMA, the number two. T2MMA. That's it. Got it. So my big brother, my oldest brother, big MMA fan, big UFC fan, he was talking some shit to us on Twitter and made some bets with us that result in... Myself being slapped twice with baby powder in the face, and Cena getting slapped once in the face with baby powder. I picked Nate Diaz, they both picked Jorge, so I get slapped for that. And then in our next fight, both Cena and I picked Kelvin Gastelum, while my big brother took Darren Till. I so, can't believe he got that right. So We'll get there. So that video will be coming soon. Look out for it. It's going to be a lot of baby powder. I may cry. Who knows? It'll be fun. <laughs> Are you really gonna cry? Uh, I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I really might uh, cry. He hits hard. I think he trains uh, MMA. I think he's I gonna do, hit no, hard. The he's worst part about it hard. is I didn't know the bet. I I thought I was. I, he made me drink. Oh, actually, no. He on Twitter said I have to drink hella hot sauce. No, so, that's not true. That's not what he said. Didn't he say that? No. Oh, I thought he said that on Twitter. I was like, can you just slap the piss out of me instead? He's no, like, it was a uh, bottle yeah? of booze. You He's guys like, bet yeah. a bottle of booze, and then the oh, bottle thought... of booze backtracked into being slapped in the face. Oh, my. I really... I'm sure if you just want to. I would have just bought him a bottle. I asked for this dude to slap me in the face. It's cool. We'll figure it out. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so, Fuck it. KG, Darren Till. Darren oh, Till man. gets a split decision win. Um, interesting to note, Kevin Gastelum got. A judge to score the fight 30-27 in his favor. And I just I just don't see how that's necessarily po that was, possible no to give possible. him a 30-27. In fact, that was the first score that was read out. I thought it was going to be a draw. When, when For I what? The fight. I thought KG, Darren Till was going to be a draw after I heard Dill, KG. He would not have been happy about that. Darren Till wouldn't have been. Because Dana White even said in the interview, Till needed to win this fight. He was lost. Yeah, for sure. Not just personally, but professionally in his career. Even the UFC was starting to have questions about him. But Dana White said it best. I think we built up, Till up a little bit too quick. We yeah. just threw him into the fire. Right, but that's what the UFC does, right? They throw people in the fire yeah. and you sink or swim. or you some pe Well, yeah. some people like Connor, they throw him in the water with, with lifeboats and let them swim to the shore to where they want to. You know, they, they guide them there. Come on, bro, Connor. To a certain point. To a certain yeah. point. But in terms of guys like, uh, like this, like Darren Till. So I, I was watching the interview and he said... Fuck it, mate. He said, I'm black. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's great. You know, he is one of my favorite fighters on the roster, but I have to say I do not, I am not convinced he can hold his own in this division. So he had an incredible interview after the fights talking yes, about how did. terrified and how scared he was coming into this I fight. I fucked with that. Super honest, super real. How can you not fuck with it? When fighters show vulnerability. Yeah, like absolutely. Um, he looked good. I thought he had a great strategy against KG. Didn't really allow him to push the... Couldn't touch him. Yeah, just really never let KG get going at any Couldn't point. And distance, yeah. if he did, Darren Till did a great job of just initiating the clinch and then pushing him out and being, all right, let's do this again. Clinch, all right, out. And Picked was, him apart from the, it was really the good. outside. It was really good. But my thing is this, Andrew, and this is why, like, everybody's on this Darren Till hype. Everybody's so quick to jump on his hype stream, <laughs> including myself, including sure. myself. I'm going to ask you before I get my comment on this. Do you think he's back? He's back. Like, he's... 
he ever left. Like, do you think he is that contender, this hype phenom that they say he is? Because he looked like he was. He was, be, he was beating Cerrone, Wonderboy. He beat Wonderboy, bro. You beat Wonderboy, you're a stud in my Do you life. know who I want to see Darren Till fight next? Yeah. Who? Izzy. No. Who? Jared Cannonier. Who? Let's find out. Because I agree. Darren Till looked good. He, if he had went out there and knocked well, out Well, KG's Cal- better kid than Cannonier, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. But maybe, styles make fights. Maybe, maybe. I think KG Darren Cannonier is also a great fight. I think that's also a great fight. I kind of agree with you. That was a think, great. You know why that was great? Because Cannonier is bigger than KG. Now you're fighting a true middleweight, an aggressive middleweight who wants to knock you out. Let's see how you do your. But I want to see him fight a wrestler, bro. That's the corner they need to turn, right? Guys like Connor. All the wrestlers in that division are busy. Who? Yoel busy. Izzy mm. that busy. Paulo Costa no injured. <laughs> out. Wait, is Yoel and Izzy? This is the thing. Like that's the next big. Yeah, that that is going to be the next big thing. Um, <sighs> but with Darren Till. Give him Jared Cannonier. Let's figure out how he actually looks against, like you said, a true middleweight. A true middleweight. Um, if he had came out and like starched Kelvin Gastelum and knocked him out in the first round, then I think you can start having a conversation of Darren Till versus Izzy based on the name and how much of a draw they both can be. Right? If you make that fight in England, that's right. going to be insane. No, you're right. You're but right. that didn't necessarily happen. So give Darren Till someone else, right? I love that Cannonier pick fight because it does test his true ability. But my only thing, and I, I – this is my biggest thing when I see fighters hit a, a wall. They go on a streak, and they suddenly mm-hmm. plateau and hit a wall. Mostly, it's these great strikers. That's why I'm wor- I was worried about Izzy, but Izzy got taken to the ground by Kelvin and rolled with him and threw a, a triangle. Right. I was shocked the fuck out of me. These guys, Darren Till needs to corner, turn a corner with his grappling. Well, right. I mean, Kelvin couldn't take him down, so like that's... Oh, wow, that's you're right. That's something, right? No, you're right, actually. He couldn't. He could. Did he, he, got, go for, did he, he went, attempt a he lot got of takedowns? Ta- he went for four takedowns and took him down once. Whereas Darren Till attempted twice and took him down once. You have to be proud of those results. Okay, Kelvin Gastelum's background is wrestling. He came into the Ultimate Fighter as a wrestler, developed his striking. Um, so I will say this though: I'm not convinced his mental that he looks a little bit mentally unstable. You know, it, it it just when he was sitting there, you know, I saw he was in a dark place. He was in demons. He was saying before he was like, I was looking for like excuses to right. drop out the. I got to stop with the accent. Well, please do. <laughs> the accent has to go. We're done with the accent. He said he was looking for excuses to drop out the fight. And when I heard that interview, just like you said, he was vulnerable. It really made me respect him. Yeah, it absolutely. reminded me of George St. Pierre. Like, right, because he said similar things. He said similar things and being so honest and just vulnerable. I fuck with that. Yeah. Because no one expects the champion to say that shit. They expect him to act hard. Or, or right, like these tough dudes, like they're MMA fighters. Like you would yeah. never imagine. This. Cody That's Garbrandt. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he'll yeah. never do some shit like that, bro. Whew. What a comment. No, he really wouldn't. <laughs> you, he has no emotion. I hate on Cody. <laughs> you love bringing him up just to shit on him. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to shit on him. He's just like a rugged, rough-edged fighter. You know what I mean? What was the third fight? Uh, fight? So this was the fight of the night. Wonder Boy, Stephen Thomas. Thompson, excuse me. Not Thomas. Versus Vicente Luque. And Wonder Boy got the unanimous decision. It was a three-round showcase of what Wonder Boy can do with his striking and his karate. It was beautiful. His ability to create angles and, like, create 45-degree angles to come in and hit you with one strike and then bounce back out before you can hit him, it's so much fun to watch. It's just so much fun to watch. I will say um, he was very, very confident, and he looked great. He looked like he did when he's usually on, in form. Um, Vicente Luque was an aggressive up-and-coming fighter. He was really trying to push the pace, and it just kind of w- fell into Wonder Boy's traps. Just like you said, you s- pinpointed it perfectly, actually. Just like you said, the angles—that's the biggest. Just thing. a little bit too the crafty cra- of a striker. That just a little bit too crafty. From the side, yeah. But I will say this: you know, he still ate some hard shots, and no I wanted to see him 
I want to see his takedown defense a little bit more. He says he's primed to make another title run. He said he's the best fighter in the division. He said, I know I am. He said, I know I can beat anybody in that division. I fought the best of the best. I fought Ellenberger, Woodley twice, Hendricks. Fought Jorge. Beat Jorge. Jorge. He did beat Jorge. He beat Jorge. He did he beat Jorge. Mind you, though, that was a while ago. When About Jorge, two years ago now. Yeah. And Jorge's gotten a lot better. But um, with that being said, I don't think Wonderboy has it in him to make another title run. And I would like to see him relax and be a gatekeeper, take big fights. I don't like him taking these type of fights. I mean, he's already, but like, this is like a gatekeeper. He's already yeah, in kind right, of like right. a gatekeeper role. Yeah, but he's saying, I want to, he's really trying to climb his way up, which I guess there's no other way to do if you keep winning. But right. what I'm trying to say is, I don't think he has it in him. And I don't think he realizes he ha doesn't have it in him. He's 37. He's, he's getting up there. If 10 years ago, I would have said he could beat, he's the best fighter in this division. I would say 10 years, if this was a 27 year old Wonder Boy, I would take him over Jorge, Kamaru, anybody. He was that good, bro. He's one of the greatest strikers ever. It would, I would be, I would love to see that matchup of Colby or Kamaru versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson, just to see how they attack the problem of him. Because right, we saw how Tyron attacked it. Kind of boring. Draw. Well, draw. well, draw. well. Two draws. That was a, that was a, those were great fights. Those are Tyron's most exciting fights, in my opinion. They were throwing bombs. I don't even know how Wonderboy didn't get knocked out. That's true. No, those were. I really don't. Those are great, but right, he's he's yeah, kind of solved the problem. So I would be interested to see how two also wrestling dominant fighters because they're more wrestling dominant. Yeah, Tyron sure. didn't wasn't willing to wrestle, like he was um, willing to neutralize him. It would uh, be really interesting. It would be really good. It would be, but who do you do you think? I think they could fucking. I as I said ten years ago, I think Wonderboy could have survived it, but I think they would just Colby and Kamaru would take his ass to the ground and ground and pound that. Probably, thing. probably. What do you think about Vicente? Do you think he's do you think he's a name to worry about in this division f going forward? Because you know every young. young fighter, yeah, he's young. He's young and like right, he did just run into a crafty veteran striker who just outstruck him. He wanted that fight though. He didn't run into it. He called him out. He got that fight. So if you're gonna go out and speak a veteran's name like that, like right. Alex, remember Alexander Hernandez and Cowboy earlier on the year. If you're going to disrespect a veteran, he didn't disrespect him. But if you're gonna have the balls to speak a veteran's name and call him out like that. Pull up and win. He didn't look the worst. No, he, he did didn't not. Look no, the he worst. didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But I was expecting him to win. We both picked him to win, right? Uh, no, you picked uh, Wonder Boy to win. I picked Luke Correct. Win, I just wanted to uh, emphasize that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I respond to that. <laughs> the next fight on the card was Derek Lewis versus Blagoy Ivanov. Oh, this was a funny fight. It was a decision. For Derek Lewis, it was a split decision. What did you think of this fight, Mr. Cena? Mr. Cena, I really do hate that, JD. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Th no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, first of all, <laughs> Derek Lewis is going to be one of our favorite fighters. He's a funny guy. He's, He's just fun to watch. Yeah, he is. Now, I'm going to say one thing. Man, and I heard Joe Rogan say it during the fight, and I didn't really realize it until I was looking at the fight. Bro, does this dude not practice a jab? <laughs> Does this dude not practice a jab? He literally keeps his right hand cocked the whole fight. That is literally his only weapon. It is literally... I don't know as a UFC fighter how you can lose to him. As a UFC fighter who trains every day, how do you lose to a guy with one weapon that you know has one weapon that has a big belly? Okay, he looked good. He... Yeah, he, she did look he good. He looked good. He didn't look like if you no, compare know, photos, know, like right. I, I mean, he always cuts weight to two sixty five, yeah, yeah. but he looked better for this yeah, one. It was did, a different two sixty five. What do you think of that? What do you? Th I don't think Derek Lewis had any business fighting Daniel Cormier a year ago. To be honest with you, not at all. But that was an easy money for DC, and that's yeah, why that fight happened. Yeah. 
but for Derek Lewis, I thought this was a good fight for him. He looked good. He didn't right. He he had more ability to get out there and go after it than he has in other fights. Like he went in spurts more often than he's had in previous fights. Right. His and I think that's probably a part of him looking skinnier. Him probably slimming down and just having more. And he was energy. fighting a, a submission artist, a grappler, right? He was, and Derek Lewis just proves that you can just stand up out of <laughs> jiu-jitsu. <laughs> what have, he had him in a – did he have him – what type of choke was that? Was that a – it wasn't a Darce. There was, was – I Kimura. think it was Kimura and then Kimura. also the Americana that he, stand, yes, he stood up a, out of both where he just exploded and he was like, nope, I'm out of here. He was letting his arm get caught, wasn't he? Like didn't it look like he was just letting his shit get caught? It looked really bad, but yeah. I don't – I don't. Yeah, we, we don't practice jiu-jitsu, yeah, 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 so yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> right? I go off what Rogan said. Yeah, he yeah. said it looked bad, but then it didn't look bad, and the I, elbow was really not that bad in a position. Yeah, so, it lo- I, I, I would probably be in pain in that position, but I trust that Rogan <laughs> would say that. I will say this, though. Uh, that Blagoy Ivanov thing, I mean, I know he got stabbed in his belly, and this is fucked up. It's like his chest. It's yeah, this is fucked up, yeah. and I'm going to apologize as a human being uh, <laughs> for saying this. He got stabbed, so there's nothing to make fun of. But Derek Lewis really said, <laughs> what did he say in the interview? He's like, I was trying to hit him in that booty hole he got in his chest. <laughs> but th- this man is wild, and I don't know what Blagoy did to this man for him to say, and he wants it raw in the ass after it's an so interview. Rude. And then also shouting out Donald Trump saying, that was weird. you got to get your shit together for 2020. Derek Lewis coming out here giving political no, that, advice. Yeah, yeah, that, that was weird. Like, <laughs> Lewis, are you, first of all, number one, my thing was, are you a Trump supporter? Like, because number one, not that, you know, I don't want to get into this, but like for, and again, not to be racist, I'm not racist, my best friend's black, but for a black, <laughs> okay. for a black dude to come out in the media and just support Trump like that, after a UFC fight, a little bit suspect for me. I was, I was a little bit like, dude, what are you, that's a little bit controversial, you know, leave, Definitely. That, but, leave it out of it, you don't have to. Was he really there? Was Trump there? Oh, yeah, dude. Trump was there, cage side, baby, enjoying the fights like he always had. He's always loved the UFC. He's been a big supporter of the UFC. There was the a president can just go out in public to sporting events like that. So I heard there was a bunch of Secret Service issues with that, where like right uh, Ke- in Kevin's Lee fight, his head coach Faraz Zabini Z- from uh, Tristar. Faraz Zahabi. Zahabi, thank yeah. you. I can't pronounce the last names. We've been <laughs> over this names in general. Uh, but up until like the fight before Kevin Lee's fight. His coach was still being held back by uh, Secret Service to try to get into the back to his locker room and get him come out. He ended up coming out and making it and everything, but that's just, right, that's indicative of the amount of security issues that, right, comes with having I don't, dude, I don't, president. That is crazy. I don't think I could have the president in any sport. I mean, that's I don't cool. think you would get the decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can decide yeah. that. Dude. Cena, uh, Mr. Cena, <laughs> would you want the president of the United States in here tonight? Ah, I think I'm the president. Um, <laughs> yeah, so whatever. It was cool. Shout out to Trump, I guess. Kevin Lee, you could shout out to Trump. Gregor Jalepsi, next fight. We both picked Kevin Lee. God for God bless. Thank God he won. God bless. Because he, if God he, because we both like Kevin Lee, and we yeah, both agreed yeah. that if he loses this fight, his name might be on the cut list, or it not maybe not on it, but it's suddenly he's in trouble now. Yeah, suddenly he's on a spiral that it looks harder and harder to get out of. It's crazy because like it's all about momentum. Like what you could literally be dominating, go on a win streak, and then dominate three, two and a half rounds and lose at the last second and then lose another four or five fights. It's bullshit. It doesn't define who you really are, but you lost your career just like that. That's the scary thing about fighting. Guys like Kevin Lee, who, by the way, can we both agree, knockout of the year candidate? That was in, that was so pretty. His, right, Kevin Lee came out and he, I mean, Gregor gave him some hits. He gave, he got his licks in for sure, no question. But 
the way he got knocked but, on the cage and just like fell like oh, this. Oh, it was. Was coming. that the best knockout you've seen this year? Hmm. What else have you seen this year? I've seen some dope knockouts this year. I feel like. Now that you've put me on the spot, my mind is bright. No, blank, no, so. yeah, me too. I don't care. It might be. It has to be the dopest knockout I think we've seen this year. We'll f- we'll do our research for the yeah, end of the year show. And we'll yeah, figure yeah, that out. But definitely a contender. Was no that question. a switch kick? It was. So it was off the. It was the jab switch kick okay. combination, which I feel like in terms of kickboxing is yeah. kind of basic, yeah. but when done, he got him to duck. At, at the done right at time. the perfect level in perfect execution. That's what happens. What did Kevin Lee explain? To everybody? What did he have here? Because it's starting to creep me out. I see it every fight. So Kevin Lee claimed he had an ingrown hair on his chest. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Kevin Lee has also had come into fights we camps before. I think one time for sure with staff on his body. I'm gonna look that up right now. So I'm pretty sure what Kevin Lee had on his body. Can you was explain staff. to me what staph infection is exactly? So I know. Uh, staph infection is a. I want to say it's a virus. Oh um, no! He first, dude. I look up staff infection on Google, and one of the pictures was Kevin Lee. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so it's a bacteria that is super common in uh, wrestling and jujitsu and MMA because you're sweating so much on you, and we're not washing yourself properly. Oh, it's kind of like a staff. yeast infection, isn't it? Kind of. Uh, I don't know enough about science yeah. and medicine to say yes or no. Okay, this thing looks <laughs> nasty. This thing looks weird, bro. Right, and you. Uh, Typically, you have to take antibiotics to yeah. get rid of it, and right. So people have fought through staff before. I know. I know it's they're contagious. not supposed to. No, it's contagious. But now Kevin Lee has done it twice. <laughs> this dude's fighting with everything. Chill out. Right, he looks so Lee. good. I mean, he looks so good. His he just he had everything together that night last or on uh, Saturday night. He he put it together, and it's awesome to see. It's awesome. Has, to how see. long has he been training out at TriStar for? So, right, I remember him posting the video of him in his Tesla playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> his Tesla was auto-driving him to Canada. And I want to say that was only like a month or two ago, a couple months ago. So like, Oh, it, he moved. Yeah, he, he moved his life to Canada to go work out with George uh, Tristar. Tristar. That's, that's yeah, George yeah. St. Pierre's. That's where his name is made his bread and butter. And right, so far, so good. Hopefully, we see continue, uh, well, continuation. Wait, well, what, what rank is he in his division? Because I want to see this man climb back up. I want to see him go back up top. Kevin five. Lee is a middleweight. Kevin Lee is yeah, currently ranked number 10. Middleweight? Mm-hmm. Not middleweight. Excuse me. Lightweight. Well, Thank lightweight you. Yeah, lightweight. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. But he he wants Islam Makachev. Isn't that the guy? That's that the guy you said? No. Your guy was Muslim Makachev. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you had that like... That was Muslim Sali Kiyah. Oh, yeah, Sali Kiyah. Yeah. God, I can't pronounce any of these names. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember that off the top of your head. You Thank should you. give yourself a power on the back. Um, <laughs> but this dude, Islam, is from Dagestan. He is one of Habib's teammates. God damn, he's looks like a killer at the see. lightweight. Looks like a killer in the lightweight division. So, uh, I would love to see that fight. I mean, right? There's a. I don't know why he's calling out Russia. these Dagestanis, bro. Call out. No, I don't know. I would not want a piece of these Dagestanis. Dude, Kevin Lee ain't scared of anybody. That's I know the he's thing. not. You gotta he's love not. it. You gotta love no, it. No, I do love it. I do. Kevin Lee's a stud, man. We both agree with that. Gregor Gillespie might get cut from the UFC now. No, see. that's his first loss. He's he was oh. undefeated in the UFC up until this oh, point. Oh really? Yeah. Who the fuck have I seen this fight? Wow, Kevin Lee beat an undefeated uh, up up and coming fighter. Yeah, good for him. Gregor was number eleven. No, you're right. Kevin Lee was number ten. Oh, you're so right. Good for him. That yeah. was a big win for incredible. him. That was a big win. Or, but you know, what would be an incredible matchup. I was thinking about this this morning. Kevin, Kevin, Lee, Kevin Lee versus Dan Hooker. They're both 155. Dan Hooker's so That's long. That's actually for sure going to be the fight they're going to make. That's an incredible things. fight, You really right? just guessed that. Oh, my God. But who would you take? I would go Dan Hooker, easy money. <sighs> I'll go Dan Hooker at round one or round two knockout. Oh. No, Dan Hooker, unanimous decision. I don't know. I 
Dan Hooker's too big, okay, but bro. Here's, right, so, yes, but Kevin Lee has shown, like, in this fight, right, that with that head kick knockout of just such strong fundamentals from kickboxing, combine that with his wrestling, I don't know. I but think he's that, going I think, up against a taller fighter with right, those but still, legs, but still, tree but trunk still, legs. I still think that presents a difficult problem for Dan Hooker to solve. I mean, DC has yeah, fought course. longer opponents every time and is still able to out-wrestle the majority of them outside of John Jones. Of course, of course, but my thing is, Dan Hooker is just an example because when I saw Dan Hooker fight, I thought to myself, I see this man as the best prospect in this division. I think he is the guy to fight Habib and really, really push him. Which is why Kevin Lee, Dan Hooker is such an incredible fight yeah, to make. Which is really why is. it's such an incredible fight to make. It really is. Do you know what else was? The, you know what? But we didn't even talk about my favorite moment on this card yet, which I've been waiting for you to bring up. The past, <laughs> the, my favorite moment. I've been, I've been look. This has been my main event of this card. Bring it up, Andrew. So, Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker, light heavyweights. The main event on ESPN prelims. And well, one of us here is a real, real. I'm not real a fan. Big fan. I'm not a Johnny fan. Walker. I'm not a fan. I hate when people call me a Johnny Walker fan. I just bought his hype. I admit I was wrong. <laughs> okay, I don't know why. I'm not a fan. I was a, I bought I was a hype beast, okay? <laughs> this man, so you guys all understand. When I see a guy that tall, ripped, athletic, that has a 50-inch vertical that can explode on site. No, he really has a 50-inch. It's if not higher. It's almost 60 inches. Uh, JD, it's insane. It's higher than NBA players. Like it's stupid. He's a big dude. And yeah. I know the fact that he can elevate like this, like he is literally he's he is the Zion Williamson MMA form. That is the only athletic fucking... Johnny Walker is Zion Williamson thing. Fuck it, bitches. But I will say this. I'm, I will say this. This was the most... Everything about the process of this fight, the lead up to it, the story behind it, the fight itself, and the after fight and the post fight interviews was beautiful. It was incredible. It was, it was literally... Well, how did you... Okay, so hold on, right? So Corey Anderson... Knocks out Johnny Walker in the first round. He throws like 20 punches. Johnny Walker throws maybe five punches. Johnny Walker was like... Got, he got just bum rush and just got overwhelmed as well. He wasn't like. expecting that. He was not. And I just... I think his, he was trying too hard. Like, remember, did you see the pre-fight interview where he pretended to slip on the weigh-ins? I did see that. That pissed Corey Anderson off. I did see that. That had to have pissed him off. And they asked Corey... They're like, Corey, did anything that he did piss you off pre-fight? And he said, everything. Everything he said, him slipping on stage, him talking shit, him making these weird ass smiles. Like, what you think this is a joke? Well, and right, like when they were reading out the result, Corey Anderson was dancing around like Johnny Walker, making fun of him. Well, yeah, was he really? Yeah, I thought Corey Anderson. Right, he came out on Twitter. I thought he was kind of disrespectful, but he, he was. came out and said something on Twitter, saying like apologizing, saying my emotions got the better of me. Whatever. He, Good he, for you. Yeah. You're a fighter. I guess my your emotions don't have to be in check. That makes sense. <laughs> no, he said he's usually not like this, and he said he was raised to be respectful. Win or lost, you should be humble and respectful, he said, so he feels really ashamed. But he had a lot of emotion because everyone was hyped. I don't know if you know, I'm pretty sure you do, of his beef with the UFC. Right, everybody's the, overlooking him. That is the main issue here because he believed he was being overlooked. He deserved a title shot, but Dana White doesn't like him. No, Dana White's saying he's, he turns it. down fights. He turns down fights. He says he doesn't. Dana White says he does. There's a little riff there. So he said the UFC threw me to the Wolves. They threw me to Johnny Walker to build his name up, sure. get him to fight John, and waste my career. But he said I wasn't about to let that happen, and he proved them wrong. But I'm going to tell you one thing about beefing with the UFC. He's not going to get a title shot. He deserves it. He won't get it. Though. Well, right, and he's come out and said, give me a title shot or release me. He'll wait. I think they're going to make him wait like seven, eight months. 
I will, I'm, I'm on, on my knees praying to God Dana White gives him the title shot because he deserves it over Dominic Reyes. He does. He's beaten four guys in a row, and Dominic Reyes has beaten no one, and he's out the contenders. He's beaten no one good. I don't think Chris Weidman is a, a challenge or a, a fight that should get you a title, a title shot. I don't. I don't. I think Chris Weidman should get you a top five fight, which should get you a number one contention fight, which should get you a title shot. I think Chris Weidman is no business being in the top ten of any division anymore because of his chin, bro. So, I mean, I, I'm just, I don't, I'm going to ask you now because I'm a little confused. I'm really am because I was buying this high. I just told you on right. air last yeah, week yeah. he's better beating than John. Do you think, Andrew, that, help me out here, do you think he's for real? Do you think he's gone? Do you think it was just No, a, I think he's for real, right? I think this is the result of a young fighter who is undefeated coming to the UFC, being promoted as the next hot shit, the newest Brazilian bad boy who's going to come out, take John Jones. And he was playing the part, right? He was acting confident. He believed in himself. I don't think it was any sort of fake bravado by any means because he seems like a genuine dude. I got to give it up to him. Yeah, he doesn't he seem seems like, like a goof. Like, he just seems like a goober. His goo yeah, like he's like goofy. Like someone yeah. we would talk to. For sure. Um, do you think he comes back? I do, absolutely. I think there's still a lot of interesting matchups for him. <laughs> I think, right, I still think you give him... Bro, call me crazy. I think you give him like some time experience. He'll beat Corey Anderson. There's a good possibility. There's a good possibility, but right... Corey said, Corey said, what he gets knocked out, but he's got knocked out twice by that right hook. So he said, I'm just waiting to hit him with that right hook or take him down because his takedown defenses. But did you see when the fight was going, like Johnny was doing these weird movements? Wouldn't you be scared if you're Corey Anderson? You have this big dude moving so unorthodoxly in front of you. I'd be like, fuck, man. I think scared is the wrong word. I think it's more. Uh, uh, we'd be scared. Not yeah. <laughs> I, okay, fair. We'd be scared. But I think, um, I think yeah, I, I think it just presents like a, a problem to figure out. And it. Uh, Corey Anderson figured it out pretty easily is what it looked like. I just, I'm surprised. I, in my thought, when I was watching Johnny Walker do those movements, I was like, dude, Corey's not going to cross the line and jump bull rush him. He, and there's he no did. way he did. And what happened? <laughs> cleaned him. Cleaned him. Straight cleaned him. Um, so I'm going to ask you who gets the next title shot against John Jones now. Corey or Dominic, right? Yeah, I don't. <sighs> who would you Probably. give it to? Be real. If you think it's Dominic, say Dominic. I'm not sure I'm ready to give any of these dudes a title fight against John Jones, right? I mean, obviously John Jones needs, he needs a title, a title fight. shot. <laughs> he, needs, he needs somebody to fight, but right, like, give me an Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes. Give me a Dominic Reyes versus Corey Anderson. Give me a okay, so here's Corey my... Anderson and Anthony Smith. Let's figure out one more fight between these top five guys. So I'm pulling up Corey Anderson's record right. I just want to see who. I know he's beaten some notable names in a row. So he's been Johnny Walker was his last fight. Okay. Knockout. That was his most impressive. Year Latifi. That was an impressive win, in my opinion. Glover Teixeira, and then before that, Patrick Cummins. All three are decisions. Yes, and Patrick Cummins was, I don't count that as an impressive win because he was working at Starbucks two years ago. <laughs> he really was. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? It's irrelevant. I feel like. No, do you remember that whole Patrick Cummins thing? It's not irrelevant because they found him. Do you remember it was Daniel Cormier was supposed to fight someone, and the guy pulled out, and the UFC didn't know what to do to That's save incredible. the card. They found Patrick Cummins, who was his training partner, and Patrick Cummins started dissing DC, saying, I made you cry in practice seven years ago in DC, Florida. So I don't remember that. That's incredible, though. Mm -hmm. Right, but those are three decisions. Back to our bigger conversation. Those are three decisions outside of this knockout for Johnny Walker in his last four. So, again, not really dominant wins. I just, you, you need to give him a fight. What do you do with John then? 
I get what you're saying. Make them earn more. I'm actually on board with what you're saying. I can't argue with that. But what do you do with John? Because you right, got you have to give him a fight. You have he's to your pay per view king. You need to throw him. You need to, well, one of them. Move him to heavyweight. Give him a Francis Ngannou fight. Well, if you do that, you you know he's going to ask for the biggest check in UFC course, history. Yeah, of course. And of course, if that happens, he's not going to go for Francis Ngannou. He's going to go for Stipe, DC winner, and he's not going to wait long. No, he for said that. he'd want he'd want Francis. He wouldn't mind that. I don't know why he'd want it, but interesting. I don't know. Like at this point, John Jones could really move up to heavyweight because he's cleared out the light heavyweight division. I don't. I don't want times. him to. I want him to multiple clear. times. I, I know. I want him to get through uh, Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker, and then move up. But he won't get through all three. I would like to see him really do, do, like do what George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre defeated three generations of sure. welterweights, you know, and he's he's on his third right now though. So, but still, nonetheless, this overall top to bottom. Um, Oh, so real quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, jump back to that, right? Anthony Smith is coming off a of hand surgery uh, he had guy. in August. He said he's claims to be he's going to be ready like January, February of Anthony 2020. Guy, yeah. Again, Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes. I Anthony would like to Smith, see Anthony any Smith one of those three pick two. Winner gets John Jones. So in a perfect world, I think that's what happens. And we get that fight in summer, summer. So but John's I know out. John Jones wants to fight sooner yeah, than that. I, I get why he would. Right. I would say give give John a fight in January or February or March. Or so maybe you give one of them John Jones, right? Dominic or probably Dominic Reyes, right? And then you make Anthony it. Smith and Corey Anderson. Or you give Corey John Jones and you make Dominic Reyes and Anthony Smith I fight on that same that. card. Oh. Co-main, main event. That's a great card right there. Do you know what's crazy that we we never really – John Jones could have lost his title to Anthony Smith. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm. He could have. No, no. When, what if Anthony Smith acted like he couldn't go on? Which was like, it was literally, and if you think about it, I, I talked to Anthony Smith at Gemma and his manager was mad that he didn't do that because he was saying in front of Anthony, he said, Anthony could have gone that fat payday. He would have been, he probably would have had to fight John again. Of course. He would have gone that, but he would have gone that payday, payday part two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, that's what the manager's going to say. The manager's always thinking business wise. That's, that's a good sense. manager. That's a good I, yeah, manager. I would say, yeah, I'd agree with that. So what's next week, Andrew? Now, well, my sleeper pick for UFC 244 was Brad Tavares versus Edmund Shabazian. I think I did pretty good with that one. That was actually a perfect wow. Shabazian. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Wow, you actually did it. Congrats, Andrew. That one's pretty phonetic. That one's pretty phonetic. Your name thing is starting to get better. You're starting to improve. Better probably. every time, baby. Uh, so, right, Edmund is an Edmund Tavarian pupil. He was 3-0, and and now he is 4-0 and because he brutally head-kicked Brad Shabazian. Tavares. Shabazian. He's tight as fuck. You put me on this kid. I knew about him before, but you really, like highlighted him so i'm really happy that was such a knockout glorious uh exciting fight to be for my sleeper pick bummed out for brad tavares right because the fight before this he ran into izzy we that all remember how fair. that went down he took a long break off then he runs into this kid well did you know he well Ooh. he wasn't supposed to run into this kid he had a fight last week that got canceled and they said do you want to just fight this week and said this guy oh i did not know this no he was supposed to win i thought he was going to oh. beat the fuck out of his fight last week uh, like a no name, like not a no name, but like not an Edmund Shabazian. And let me tell you something: is I don't know if Edmund Tarverian's coaching is good or not because he seems he has another stud on his hands. So I saw on Twitter that he's four and zero in twenty nineteen as a coach. I don't know what those three other fights are. I should have done that research, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw on Twitter, so it must be true, right? If yeah, I saw yeah, on Twitter, yeah. it must be true. So I mean. I would. I mean, I guess maybe we we were throwing a little bit too much shade last weekend. You can't really if you're four and on the UFC in 2019, you must be doing something right. right? Well, we were throwing shade on him. We were throwing shade on his coach. Oh, oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, they're yeah, both four and yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right you're right, oh. you're right. you're right. You're right. You're right. But in terms of this kid that you put me on, 
Um, now I know knew about this kid before everybody was talking about him, but when you mentioned, I really looked at him. Oh, like Andrew was talking about him. I'm not gonna lie. This I, this kid has future champion written all over his forehead, bro. He's 21. He's yes. 21 doing what he's doing. He's currently ranked 13. Brad Tavares was 11. So I mean, in what division? Middleweight. Mid middleweight. So Israel's Izzy's. Oh my God! Just another killer. Just Izzy another has killer. Yoel. Izzy has Darren Till. Now this guy. Bro, this division's fucking stacked out the it's ass. It's incredible. So he'll probably rise right up to outside of maybe 10, outside of the top 10. Give him someone 5 to 10. Let's see what happens to Edmund. Let's see hey, where when, he is when in When this kid's now. 25, 27, I think he might be, could be the best. I'm not going to say it, but like normal logic could say he has the highest trajectory in this division by how young he is and how much he's dominating. Right, but also he could become... It happens a lot. Sage Kevin Northcutt, Lee. yeah. Even at Kevin Lee, where you you're such a hot prospect, you kind of don't figure it out for a while, and then you get back on. But and that's okay. But we'll and see. Kevin Lee's still yeah. struggling right now. He just came back on, right? Would you say? I I, I think this is a great step. This is a great yes. step, and I'm excited to see him continue on where this path. He did. Lee. This Edmund kid said he wants to beat John Jones's uh, record for youngest champion of all time, 23 well, years. Him and, and Macy Barber. Oh my so, god! I and fucking I think, love I think Macy, Macy Barber has like 500 days still left to do it. So I think they're both she right can around do 21. It. She can do she it. She could because who who's the champion in her division? Um, that is, it's Paige Van Zandt's division. Yeah, I want to say that's flyweight. So Bro, Valentina. I'm it's Valentina. Valentina. Oh, Macy Barber's so tight, but like, I'm telling you, she would fuck up Paige Van Zant. She would be oh, the yeah. shit. There's out a of reason Paige. why Paige Van Zant doesn't want any of that smoke. Facts. Facts. What's on next week, Andrew? Are we having an event next week? Next week we have UFC Moscow. Moscow? Moscow. Mm -hmm. Shit, I shouldn't fuck that up. <laughs> it's Moscow, isn't it? Yeah, I, sure. Moscova. Moscow. Yes. Um, I'm going to let you pronounce the main event of this card because I will not get that name correct. Um, okay, okay, okay. Let me. Well, it's Calvin Qatar versus Zabit. What's his last, what's his last name? There's no point. Magomedesharipov. <laughs> oh, Zabit Magomedesharipov. How incredible. <laughs> Zabit Magomedesharipov. Uh, he, in my opinion, is one of the most talented pound for pound fighters on the planet. In my opinion, you can't say uh, Habib Nurmagomedov is not overall, but just pure talent. One of the best talented fighters, and he's not. He is right there with anybody, in my opinion. If you watch this dude fight, you should nut from as an MMA fan. Not to be fucking weird, but I really need to start stop incorporating sexual innuendos in my podcast. I love to nut. <laughs> but I will say this about Zabit, and this is going to be my turn to do Andrew's segment. This is, even though it's not really a sleeper fight and it is the main event, since he's my favorite fighter, it's my sleeper fight of the week. <laughs> Zabit Magomed Sharipo versus Calvin Qatar. Why am I saying this? Zabit's coming off a win over Jeremy Stevens, um, where he neutralized Stevens completely. Didn't knock him out or dominate him, but neutralized his skill set. So I, I kind of feel like he's reaching this uh, stage in his career where he needs to start being a little bit more nervous in fights. Sure. Not just fight with nothing to lose. This is an interesting point of fighter's career because now we get to see what he's like when he has stuff to lose on the line, not when he's just going for broke. So I want to see Zabit make his way to the title, and I want to see him. What division? Is he 145? Uh, feather, yeah, featherweight, 145. So I'm going to tell you right now, the three-way, the top three fighters in this division, Andrew, in my opinion, are Volkanovski, no order, Zabit, and Max Holloway. In my opinion. I think Volkanovski is going to beat Max Holloway, and I think Zabit's going to beat Interesting. Volkanovski. And Interesting. I think Max Where does Brian Ortega fit into that? That's a very fucking because he's also one of my favorite fighters. <laughs> he's that's very interesting because he's my four. Because oh wow, that's very interesting. 
because he's a tough motherfucker and he's the best jiu-jitsu artist in that fucking division. No one's fucking with his submissions, bro. Right. No one is. That fool's that fool grabs a hold of you, kind of like Jacare, the alligator. Like you're done. Um, what do you think, Ryan Ortega or Zabit? That's a fucking hell of a fight, baby. And I hope Zabit wins so that we can see it. Cause That's that that that, that is the next fight to make, isn't it? If, if Zabit, Zabit wins, wins, yeah. And then the winner of that gets the next title shot. Gets no champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And then oh my god, another Greg Hardy fight. It seems so. Like yeah. So uh, Alexander Volkov was supposed to be fighting Walt Harris. Walt Harris is having this horrible issue with his stepdaughter being abducted. Did you not hear about this? It's horrible. Yeah. If you know anything information about Walt Harris's stepdaughter, go to the police. Please go to the police and tell them. What? It's awful. It's awful. Um, so he was supposed to fight Volkov, and obviously he's not going to be fighting now because of all of this, which is understandable. Take care of your family. Bro, this is fucked up. He Horrible. posted a video on Horrible. YouTube an hour ago Horrible. saying, I won't stop till I find Horrible. my daughter. Horrible. Horrible. Ho horrible. So best wishes to his and his family. Deadass. Fuck, man. Um, uh, I don't even know but how to... filling in for him is Greg Hardy, which... Alexander Volkov is number nine in the heavyweight division. You got to give some balls, give, not give balls, but you got to give respect to the balls uh, Hardy has right here. I'm taking this fight, dude. Who, wait, wait, who are you taking? Who are you taking this fight? Oh, I'm taking Volkov to fuck him up. Of course. But you, you, still, give, but you still got to give him some credit and some respect. Out of the next 10 fights of Greg Hardy's career, I promise you Andrew will not pick Greg Hardy in one of those fights. Okay, right. <laughs> I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Greg Hardy has been going from fighting cans, right? Not cans, but... Yeah, I get what you mean. Like newcomers and newcomers to fighting number nine or number seven in the division, not number nine, number seven in the division. This is such as a huge leap in terms of skill. You know, it's funny because I was talking to Juan Adams, um, your boy, your boy. Yeah, I will my friend, him. the UFC heavyweight, that happens to be my friend <laughs> that I talk to consistently. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Juan, what's up? I love you. Uh, he told me that. It's weird how much I talk. Like I, we hit each other up all the time throughout the week about stupid shit. But BFFs. He told me, uh, and by the way, you guys watch Juan Adams because he's moving out to Greg Jackson's November 17th, and he's going to be training with John Jones every day. So give this man three, four months. He's getting another fight in January or February. But anyway, Volkov, he said that Volkov's going to whoop party shit. Now, both of you guys might be saying it from a biased perspective, but I kind of <laughs> agree with you guys. Just that, bro, like you saw what Volkov did to Derek Lewis a year right. ago. No, and this is... This is going to be really interesting, I feel like. Because, no, not Derek Lewis. Did you say Derek Lewis? N Derek Lewis. Greg Hardy and Derek Lewis never fought. N no, no, no. Volkov. Remember? Oh, you sorry, said, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, okay. Oh, you're yeah. right, actually. Volkov might smack Greg Hardy. Andrew? Bro, he Greg Hardy has been good because he's very athletic. He has good movement. And the people who have been fighting have not been technical enough to capitalize on his... Lack of skill. He's 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 floating right by on athleticism. It is. His athletic ability is very beautiful. Alexander Volkov is not a joke, bro. No, I agree. I agree with you. Because I'm looking at his record right now. He did drop a fight to Derek Lewis at UFC 229. Mind you, though, he and was winning was, that fight. And that was a fight that he won the entire... Exactly. Like to the said, last second. Yeah. But, dude, Andrew, he beat... Before that, he beat Fabricio Verdum. KO. Stefan Struve, KO. Roy Nelson, and then t three more no-name fights before that. But he beat the fact that you beat Roy Nelson, Stefan Struve, and Fabricio Verdum in the three wins in a row, that Those says three, something yeah. about how good you are. So the I, craftiness, the veteran level of it. But here's my thing, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's, and he's a, he, this man's a, like a, a professional kickboxer. 
So I do think uh, that, and he fight, dude, he's a karate fighter and he fights with kickboxing too. So his stand-up is going to be, he might carve up Greg Hardy, but I will tell you what Greg Hardy does that you're severely underestimating that I talked about with JD. I think it was like a couple months ago, we were, we were outside talking about just how dangerous fighting Greg Hardy is. As least talented as he is, no one on that UFC roster can generate that type of, type of torque with their legs. No one is that explosive in that heavyweight division. No one was a like right, but I still, but I would argue people hit harder than Greg Hardy in that division. I would, I would agree with that. I can, but I'm saying the uh, the athletic ability, the mixture of vertical leap, explosiveness, strength, torque, whatever you want to say, right. that's a lot, man. Yeah, but that's a D lineman. But athleticism can go only get you so far when you run into fight IQ. I agreed, but when you when you're a D lineman like that, athletic, if you can build off that. Because you're acting like he can't build off skill, but low-key, no, he no, he's fighting like he an ATT. No, and even in this last fight, when we were covering you said it, that. You I said, said that. He, he looked good. He developed his kicking game. He looked good until he kind of got gassed down the third round, but right, heavyweights are going to no, be no, heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Greg Hardy's gone oh. better and better in each fight. I still and this is this weekend, right? That's this weekend in Moscow. So let's give our two predictions before we close the show out for the main event, the co-main event. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really, this is going to be interesting. Let's run a poll on Twitter. Who do they think would win, Volkov or Hardy? Because okay. I'm on this Greg Hardy hype train now. I'm going to stick with my guy. That's incredible to me. I'm, I'm going to pick uh, Volkov. I think Volkov will win. I do. My logic says that. But I'm going to go with my guy, Greg Hardy. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And then Zabit, I assume you're going to pick Zabit. Of course I'm going to pick Zabit, man. I'm going to pick Zabit over Max Holloway and Volkanovsky. I'll go with Calvin Klein, Qatar. Just to be different for me, huh? Well, I, I really wanted to get that Calvin Klein in line in. <laughs> I didn't even notice you said that. <laughs> there, man. <laughs> what a nice fucking pun. All right, Thanks. let's do this. The only thing you're, I feel like I we differ in this situation, really quickly going back to the Greg Hardy thing, is I think Greg Hardy's better than Derek Lewis. I don't know if you agree with me. I think you disagree with me. I mean, yeah, I would say Derek Lewis is a... I mean, he's a better athlete, sure. I don't think that's a crazy statement to say, but I think he's a better fighter. I think Derek Lewis is a better fighter and a better striker. Yeah, because of sure. more, But my thing is, he is because of more experience, but he only has that right hand. That's my, that's my one knock on Derek. So I think if Greg Hardy can mix it up, I mean, I don't know. He's I, not fighting Derek Lewis, though. Yeah, he's you're right. Volkov. He's fighting a kickboxing champion, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my guy, Greg. He's. I'm not gonna lie. Andrew might win this one more, more than like, but we're gonna be loyal to our guys. Fuck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, now that we're almost done with the show, uh, I do want to say something really quickly to you guys. Uh, please, I'm gonna say this at the end of every fucking episode till it happens. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Rate five stars and subscribe. We're only getting bigger. Um, bet too much is a new segment I'm incorporating. Um, you guys want entertaining sports podcasts to listen to not your boring ass generic podcast we're the source but now we're offering you something else we're offering you picks too for free all over our instagram and all over i mean not instagram our tiktok which brings me to my next point follow me on tiktok at talk too much ent for all our video clips and all our betting picks whatever you guys want from mma fantasy football hoops whatever type of content you guys want um, it's going to be on there along with free picks. And I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but they're free. And again, if you're going to argue with me, I really would like for you to argue with me because that would mean that you know something I don't. And I don't know if that's possible. So I'm not saying have full faith in my picks, but they're not my picks. They're my boy Noah's. And, you know, I'm going to introduce Noah as our official capper. 
Um, he is coming aboard the Talk Too Much team, but again, I'm very excited for you guys to bring you know this new dynamic to Talk Too Much. It's going to be called Bet Too Much. So uh, I kind of wanted Andrew in on this, as I said, but we were just talking. It's so hard to make picks for MMA. Like, don't make, don't put money on our predictions. And as for Noah, Noah reads the lines. I don't want him on our MMA show, but he for sure wants to get into it. Um, he's texting me right now saying he wants to put more daily video. I'm trying to get him to stop, like only one a day. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it for me. So that is it for Talk Too Much MMA number 28. If you're just listening to the audio, make sure to follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel. It's Talk Too Much Entertainment. The profile picture is this guy's face. You'll find this show, Talk Too Much uh, Fantasy Football, Talk Too Much Hoops, all on that channel. You can follow this show. Follow Rolling Sevens on Instagram, too, for other content, not just ours. They have a lot of dope shows, uh, not just sports, Beyond the Tape. My guy, JD, interviews cool people. Um, that's just a dope-ass podcast I want you guys to listen to. Grip It and Rip It, a bunch of funny funny guys shooting up shits um, about sports, drinking beers on camera. Um, we just have a shit ton of content you guys can check out. Not just talk too much, but yeah. So follow this show on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> at T2MMMA. You can find me at Twitter at Andrew underscore the hut. You can find <laughs> Cena at T2M Cena, Instagram, and now TikTok at talk too much. That's the letter or the number two, two dot ENT. Dot ENT. Like Cena said, we just introduced bet too much for your sport betting needs. Those can only be found on TikTok. So you gotta go follow the TikTok, check it out. We're out here, we're building an empire. And that's it. Talk too much. MMA. Another week, another, another dollar. Do yeah. Ah, my shoulder. But yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> that was dope how you said that.